0: to another episode of the Catholic Buzz podcast. Thanks for joining us. We're continuing our conversation on so many things that have to do with our Catholic faith. My name is Father Daniele, and I'm joined by Josh Sullivan over here. Hello. Josh, welcome. Thank you. And uh, uh, we're joined also by Matt Van Milligan, Matthew. Hi, welcome. I don't know why I got a little tongue twist in yeah. there. Maybe I haven't seen Matt in a while, and I just, <laughs> it could be. you know, was like, oh, he's actually here in front of me. You know. <laughs> uh, so uh, thanks for joining us uh, today as we continue our conversation because uh, what we're talking about today is kind of really cool. I yeah. mean, uh So we've been kind of on this roll here lately. You know, we started with Matt's uh, sort of journey to become Catholic. Then we talked about some Protestant. Uh, objections to the Catholic faith, right? <laughs> and uh, we talked a lot about Mary in that episode when we were talking about those objections. So we're going to continue talking about Mary, which is amazing because... We're in May. We're in May. It's month, the of, month Mary. of Mary. So uh, we're going to be talking today about uh, a, a teaching of the church, a dogma of the church that uh, some people may not really grasp or understand, or maybe they wonder where exactly we get it from. Mm -hmm. It's the assumption, the Mm -hmm. assumption Mm -hmm. of Mary. So before we get into all the details of dogma and what the Pope Pius XII said and all those different things, the assumption of Mary, if I can, if I may, in the simplest of terms, if you may, (laughs) in the simplest of terms before we get into the theology it's the belief that mary was assumed into heaven which means her body and soul was taken from the earth and lifted into the heavens Mm -hmm. right so that's the easiest way we that's where we get the assumption from it was assumed Uh, so the difference here is like when i die Mm -hmm. you know my body stays here uh, and my soul i i you know i yeah. encounter the judgment of god and my soul is sort of placed in one of the three categories of heaven hell or purgatory right mary was assumed right into heaven she yeah. uh, and and there's a little fuzzy area whether she died first or yeah. fell asleep
1: and, and then, and then went. So the down. other, the other thing I, I love about because we were talking about the difference in Proston, uh, Faith with Mary, and everything else, but one of the, one of the words that we use differently. Jesus ascended into heaven. Mary was assumed, assumed into heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the difference there is basically Jesus ascended on his own power. That's right. Right. Yeah. Jesus she, Jesus being God just as, like he he went yeah. up. Whereas an assumed <laughs> is like she was brought up. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah. Was, she, she didn't go on her own. Exactly. On her, yeah, exactly. She, she was kind of she was God assumed, taken, Taken yeah. Yeah, taken up. up into heaven.
0: So that's what we're gonna explore today, the assumption yeah. of of Mary. And uh but it's it's let's if we're gonna do it justice, we're gonna go Back, back a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not the first one. She's not the first That's one the according one, yeah. to the scriptures. Exactly. Right, according to the yeah. scriptures. So where is the first uh, example of someone being taken up into heaven?
2: Yeah, so the first is a Genesis 6, I believe. Um, is, is Enoch. Five? Genesis oh, five. I was close.
0: I was stumped, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> wow. The remember early, this day?
2: The early parts of Genesis. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> In the earlier book of yeah. Genesis, yeah. Um, no, and, and the only reason I remember oh, is is Enoch. Enoch. Um, so somebody who who walked with God. And we don't know very much um, about not Enoch. Not at all. Um, no. That he uh, was 350-ish, 360-ish years old, yeah. um, walked with God, pleased God, and was taken up into heaven. So... This is the first first example, but it, it's not it's not clear that he was assumed. Um, he was he was taken up, or like that's the this is the language that we get yeah. uh, in Genesis um, and also in Hebrews. But it's in that part of Genesis, and this is why I remember it's the early part of Genesis um, that is using that you know the simplified verse um, style of Hebrew that's representative of the first five um, books quite quite a few, no uh no uh just uh, quite a few um uh chapters of genesis all the way up until abraham oh yeah um so um again it's it's that language of taken up is in yeah. that so it it could be it could be he died and was taken to heaven um it could be um you know uh, that it was it was like um, spoiler alert Elijah um, or <laughs> yeah. or Mary that he was he was assumed body and soul into heaven but because it's we don't have a, a lot of data there um, it, he's the precedent but we're not sure that it's kind of of the same kind that yeah. that
0: exists yeah. that's assumed. right and yeah. uh, actually the book of Hebrews references yeah. uh, Enoch as well in uh, ch- uh, chapter eleven verse yeah. five it says by faith Enoch was taken so that he did mm-hmm. not experience death and he was not found. Uh, because God had taken him for it was attested he was taken away that he had pleased God yeah, so yeah. there's this you know explanation that Enoch was pleasing to God God had taken him and even you know from the earliest of chapters of Genesis again the, the author of the letter of Hebrews mm-hmm. is mentioning it so that's really the first encounter in the scriptures yeah. chronologically that from the scriptures that we see someone assumed or taken yeah. right yeah. into heaven saved
1: from death same yeah. from death. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. yeah, and and we know, like, I mean, this goes back to like what we were talking about in Genesis. Is 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 that death was a consequence of sin? Yeah, right. And that yeah. was, and and so we were born with original sin. We had original sin. Does that mean Enoch? We don't really like. That's a whole other theological debate, right? Yeah. Is, did Enoch n- not have original sin? Or? What?
2: No, I, no, and and not not to get into a like a uh, a huge digression. Yeah, because yeah. I, I realize that's a possibility for me. Um, <laughs> that. Um, yeah, that, that, like, the wage for sin is death. The consequence yeah. of original sin is that, you know, you'll work hard, you have all these kind of physical consequences, and you will die. Yeah. Uh, but also a recognition that that wasn't the plan from the beginning. Yeah. That, um, again, jump fast-forwarding to to Mary and the Assumption and yeah. the, like, e- even um um uh, the saints, uh, like, the, the, the saints in heaven, like, this was the plan from the beginning. Like, we weren't made to, yeah. to work hard to suffer and to die. We were made... To be with God in heaven, and you know, as as a result of original sin, as a result of our own sin, um, you know, death is is a consequence of that. Um, but uh, again, that that you know, you don't get to the New Testament and realize that you know heaven is an afterthought. Yeah. Um, because yeah. I, again, like you, again, historically, contextually, and I realize this is actually becoming a digression. Um, <laughs> that you know, by by the time of, of Jesus and Mary, um, you know, the certain certain sects of Judaism had lost sight of this to the point that, you know, some of them didn't believe in the resurrection. Some of them didn't believe in the afterlife. Um, So, you know, uh, again, you you have these moments in the Old Testament that actually point to the fact that, you know, we're made for heaven. That, you know, there are, like, we're made to be saints.
1: And this is kind of actually, because, I mean, talking about the assumption specifically though Enoch to Mary is is also another thing that they always we there's a misunderstanding or um the immaculate conception born without sin and mm-hmm. those types of things but we like god is kind of proving that through Enoch that like he's out like these this is this is the rule that he set down or this is like the consequence of death is but he he's also stepped outside for Enoch mm-hmm. why wouldn't he do so with his mother right and mm-hmm. and that's so like kind of going through and just like mary can be without sin mm-hmm. she's still saved through christ but like, it's, it's the saving grace of Christ yeah. that saves her. But um, before she was born, you yeah. know, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that's, but
0: that's the Immaculate Conception part of this, not the uh, <laughs> assumption. Yeah. That's right. And yeah. the next person in the scriptures to be taken to heaven... Elijah. Now,
1: no I think Elijah. Matt has very specific because if I'm <laughs> going to say this and then he's going to correct me, Elijah was taken on a chariot of fire yeah. into heaven. I was just asking, no.
2: you, do you know how he was taken <laughs> yeah. into heaven? It's but, not a chariot of it's fire. It's not a chariot. Oh yeah. My, yeah. my
0: goodness, what is
2: it? It's a whirlwind.
0: It's oh yes. Yeah. Okay, here it is. <laughs> the chariot of fire comes down. Yes, That's God. Right. Yeah, it's, God comes into the chariot. It's Second Kings chapter two. Uh, 11, as they continued walking and talking, so of course we're talking about Elijah and Elisha, as they continued walking and talking, a chariot of fire and horses of fire separated the two of them, and Elijah ascended in a whirlwind into heaven,
1: so... Big chariot of fire comes down, separates them, and yeah. then all of a sudden, Elijah, like, gets abducted by aliens. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> a whirlwind. Of, of, he, goes, he goes up into the sky. Yeah, yeah. And
0: it says, how sad is this? It says, uh, the cloak. Alicia kept yeah. watching and crying out, Father, Father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. When he could no longer see him, he grasped his own clothes and tore them into two pieces. Wasn't there somebody he was but heartbroken? A, yeah, but there's, there's a, his cloak. Yeah, Wasn't he it... picked up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen ah, that's from what him and went yeah. back yeah. and stood on the bank of the Jordan. I, I, I didn't want to read the whole oh, talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah. just saying, oh, what but I remember
1: is I remember like a cloak flight flowing down or something <laughs> happened. Like it was so fast that he, he, he left his coat. You know, oh, right. got, whoa. Yeah.
0: So we got Enoch, we got Elijah. They are taken up into heaven in scriptures. In the scriptures. Yeah. Okay.
2: There's precedent.
0: There's precedent. Yeah. So now we're moving to the assumption of mm-hmm. Mary. Exactly. And one thing, uh, okay, like it became a dogma of the Church in 1950, which is really not that long no. ago. No, not bad. Uh, Pope Pius the Twelfth, yeah, decreed in the uh, in an apostolic constitution. Uh, and it's a uh, Latin title, munificentissimus Deus, defining the dogma of the assumption. And uh, a dogma of the church is a teaching of the church that is to be held by all the faithful. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. But one thing I do want to say is it's not like this dogma came out of nowhere. Yeah. It wasn't just like Pope Pius XII liked Mary so much that he was like, I'm going to... just announce it. Yeah. You know, it was in fact a belief of the church for a long long time right it, it wasn't just yep. something new that people started to think uh, yeah. started to talk about yeah, yeah. And,
2: and maybe to add just like a little yeah. a little note on this like this is actually how doctrine and dogma are established that yeah. like that they don't they don't go to the the effort of you know explicitly stating and clarifying and making sure that everybody knows that this is dogma of something that people already understand and believe and as yes. as part of the deposit of faith or as depart, as as part of the you know the the fullness of the revelation in scripture and and tradition that it's normally a lot of times historically in the church that um you know when when a certain Assumed theology, oh, um, well. <laughs> um, is, you know, <laughs> comes under fire, or you know, uh, people are voicing objections to it. That the church actually steps in to clarify and you know establish something um, as as doctrine or dogma.
1: Yeah. J- so JP two noted that the first traces of belief in the Virgin's Assumption can be found in the apocryphal accounts entitled ooh, Transitus Maria. The crossing over Mary, whose original dates to uh, origin, sorry, date to the second and third centuries, and so these are popular and sometimes romanticized depictions, uh, which going on. So the like these are writings from the two, uh, the second or third century, uh, two hundred years, three hundred years after Jesus died, um, that talk about Mary being assumed, and sometimes like he said uh, the it's, it's sometimes romanticized or the idea of what exactly happened at that time. But they're not to be discounted just because of that. They're not going to be gospel, but they but they aren't discounted. You're allowed to you know to read yeah. those and understand what the
0: church fathers teach. That's right. And um, Pope Benedict XVI actually said something that like helped me understand this a little better. And I I'm just going to say uh, Pope Benedict XVI he says because Mary had made room for the Lord in her soul. She really became the true temple where God made himself incarnate. Mm -hmm. For Mm -hmm. this reason, her body can never lose this dignity. Mm -hmm. Mary is blessed because totally in body and soul and forever, she became the Lord's dwelling place. Mm -hmm. Her bodily assumption then precedes the general resurrection because of her unique participation in her son's incarnation and thus also as his mother in his public ministry and crucifixion. Having uniquely dwelt with her, her son uniquely exalts her. I mm-hmm.
2: well, like that. You know, yeah, I mean Pope Benedict's prose is so good. Right. <laughs> just uh, yeah. yeah.
1: Every time he comes in,
0: he's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. with a hammer. Yeah, yeah. doesn't that make doesn't yeah. that make a lot more sense? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah for sure. And you, and you think about it too. Like we we talked about it, but like so the the wages of sin is death. Um, And and the corruption of your body and we don't know we know that's gonna be a glorified body in the resurrection We're not exactly sure what that means. There's a lot of theological debate about it, but like That your body would be corrupted to a point. We know that that happens even with baptized people, but But Jesus saving Mary's body from that and like we said, we don't actually this this teaching doesn't say that Mary died and then was assumed into heaven body and her soul into heaven or that she was like like elijah just kind of taken up all of a sudden all at the same mm-hmm. time we have no idea and it doesn't say whether she died or not like that's right um, there was suggestion that some of the uh, even pope jp2's talked about that um the understanding that if mary did die it wasn't as a consequence of mm-hmm. sin because all, you know sin yeah. is death but it was actually because she was already sanctified through Christ. Christ had already sanctified her and prepared her body uh, and stuff. That she died because she was one of the few people that transitioned through Christ through in, his entire life. And she was the first disciple. And so because she was the first disciple, she She went through the birth. She was there at the birth of Jesus, and she was there at the death of Jesus. And she went through the pains during the um, scourging. Well, we don't know if it was scourging but necessarily, but the, but the uh, passion of Christ. She was there. We know she was there. And so she witnessed and she's the other person that would have experienced a mother's pain a mother's heart throughout the entire thing um and so it likewise if she did die she followed in the footsteps of Christ to her death yeah. and then was assumed her body into heaven does that make sense yeah, yeah of course yeah
2: and I think like there's uh there's an argument to be made uh, that like theologically it makes more sense that sh- that she didn't die so like yeah you have you have kind of early early versions of the assumption and and, and again you said that, that this isn't something new in the church you have um depictions of the assumption in sacred art going uh, way back, you know, way back. Yeah. um and you have uh, in the um uh early versions of the assumption of mary as the dormition of mary and in the eastern church they still hold um, yeah. the dormition of mary is, is that she mary fell asleep and then was brought up into uh brought up into heaven so you know she didn't experience death in in the way that we um we would we yeah. would normally understand but there's also kind of uh, um in terms of kind of fittingness, you know as Mary as the new eve um so you have you know the 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 initial fall uh, in the garden that you know <clears throat> uh you know the 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 serpent says to um, uh, to Eve, um, you know, when you eat of the fruit, you won't die. Your eyes will be opened, and you'll be like God, knowing the difference between good and evil. It's like, yeah. but, you know, that's the, the deception that, you know, the consequence of original sin is that you would die. And it's like, mm-hmm mary as the new eve there's there's a really interesting kind of asymmetry there um that it's it's fitting that you know she was preserved from that original sin she was prefer that 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 you were saying earlier that kind of the immaculate conception and the assumption kind of go hand in hand yeah that there's um um that you know it's fitting that she wouldn't experience the consequence of natural death that was you know a direct result of the fall
0: yeah Yeah. now Correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, but the church in the East, the Eastern mm-hmm. churches, still celebrate um, the Dormition of Mary. They still right? refer to it as that. Or oh, yeah. still refer yeah. to it as the Dormition of Mary. Yeah. So they say that uh, she fell asleep. She went into a deep sleep. Yeah. It's not like it's to differentiate like falling asleep from like taking a nap. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And
2: and, like, and, yeah. and and I think to differentiate it from, from dying, from yes. experiencing natural yes. death as well.
0: Yeah. Okay, so uh, so there's this Dormition of Mary. She falls in, uh, into sleep and then is, a, is assumed mm-hmm. into heaven. Yeah. That's right. And that's how they celebrate it there. Um, now, a question for you guys. If, uh, when, when we refer to this event, the Assumption yeah. of Mary, why, why did it take so long, if we may, <laughs> if people did believe it? from the earliest days there was depictions like from the you know second century of uh, of the assumption of mary there's people who there was beliefs of it there why did it take th- uh, almost two thousand years mm. for the church to declare it in this way
2: hmm i yeah i i don't know that, that's yeah it, it kind of comes down to um yeah uh, the, the definition of dogma itself or why, why does the church feel the need to you know declare Declare dogmas in the first place, and a lot of times it's it's articles of faith that aren't immediately apparent uh, from from the revelation in in sacred scripture. Um, so you know, and you have this going as far back as you know, the Trinity. Um, that you know, uh, one of the early early declarations was was in the Trinity because you know the Trinity as such. Um, you know, nowhere in the Bible will you find the word Trinity, but it's something that everyone. <clears throat> Uh, everyone up until that point, just accept like that, yeah. that. You know, you have Father, Son, Holy Spirit as you know persons represented in the Trinity. And it wasn't until kind of um, early early church councils where people are kind of attacking the role of Jesus within the Trinity, or there's there's disputes among that you know the church steps in to clarify. Um, so you can say that you know um, uh, dogmas are reserved for those things that aren't immediately apparent in Scripture. That there's either hi- a historical moment or a theological need. To provide clarification, so you would say, kind of, it, it wasn't maybe until the nineteen fifties that, and, and and you know, you could you could identify a number of factors that even even kind of the um, uh, maybe sort of like a Protestant re- rejection of of you know Marian theology that the Church you know really really needs to make a a, a, clear, a clear declaration place. that you know this is actually what we believe.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I was just thinking too, because Our Lady of Lords, when did that happen? I'm just looking to. Um,
2: sorry, Lady of the Lords, so, so what w-
1: the Immaculate' conception came first. And so when we're talking about uh, divinely revealed, and we've talked about this, I think in the past episode, that w- the Messenger of the Lord came down and said, "Hail Mary full of grace." The full of grace, if you translate that back into Latin or the Greek, um, it was a perfect past tense. And we don't have that Mm -hmm. in English. So we say, Hail Mary, full of grace. So, like, hey, you're full of grace. But what it meant was you were perfectly full of grace, meaning you are perfectly sinless. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where, like, that was before Christ. That was before the the conception of Christ, if we want to call it that. uh, You know, when the angel Gabriel came and said to Mary, you are you. You have yeah. been sanctified by grace, yeah. in the past tense. So, um, the immaculate conception coming forth, and 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 the church was wrestling with that. Once they wrestled with that, and then we had their, uh, our Lady of Lords, so Bernadette uh, and all that stuff kind of came forward, and God used the miracle of Lords just to kind of prove that this was what he was saying mm-hmm. he, he introduced it to a little 13 year old girl or whatever it was uh, that i am the immaculate conception and so once the immaculate conception became dogma and it was mm-hmm. revealed in scriptures as it was mm-hmm. through the messenger of christ and every uh, messenger of god sorry in the angel gabriel now the church is starting to wrestle with what does that mean about the rest of mary's life mm-hmm. right and I, think, I see what you're saying And so so now like why was it in the fift- 1950s because if lords happened before that and it yes, wasn't the is 1858 1858 so just a 100 years before that mm-hmm. they started to and now mm-hmm. they're they're dealing with okay so she was immaculate we can see okay now we're now we
0: now we're was, focused on what else about mary exactly can we define
1: here because we know yeah. this and god god not only he spoke through miracles to to show us that this is the path. Uh, and so through the divine nature of God and through the magisterium of the church, we've declared this, now let's go further. And so now they're trying to figure out the assumption. So like we know about the life, the, the, the beginning of Mary, what about the death of Mary? There's not a lot to know there. And it's a little bit, I'm going to say it's a stretch because it's not yeah. assumed in the scriptures, meaning there's no mention of Mary being assumed body and soul into heaven in the scriptures. But through precedent, uh, we understand that it's been done before. Yeah. And, and specifically because people have been right in the eyes of God. He lived a good fit. Enoch is what I'm thinking of. But then also um, Mary, we knew what Mary was because of the Immaculate Conception. So using what we know about Immaculate Conception, knowing that we know about God and Enoch, it can combine like this teaching of the church, the assumption that's been believed since, you know, mm-hmm. 200 AD. I mean, yeah, 200 AD. We can assume that this is potentially true,
0: yeah. you know? I wonder like what would someone's objection be to God assuming Mary into heaven like
1: would it be that the, 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 that we're putting Mary on a different level above everybody else yeah I mean the ways we're not because we got Enoch and Elijah before but, him, yeah, but yeah, given you know? what
0: you've just said yeah you know Mary being immaculately conceived yeah right uh, she's the one who's brought Jesus into the world mm-hmm. right and uh obviously the love that jesus had for her on earth yeah like for me it's like okay well this is and and what matt described as as the new eve hmm. so where would there be a where would there be a, like a like a f- um, hard objection yeah, to yeah. the assumption of mary and why yeah. like
2: so that's, <laughs> a, that's that's why i identified as as maybe a potential factor there is kind of protestant pushback against you know the significance of mary you know where maybe um, elevating Mary too high, but it, it could also be, um, like Lourdes is a good example, but um, with the uh, the increase in Marian apparitions, like approved Marian yeah. apparitions, that you, that there's like a, just a recognition um, in the church that Mary's intercession is actually efficacious, especially in, mm. in this time. Um, I think Fatima is a good kind of uh, example of that, but that there's also a tendency to maybe pick that up and run with it the wrong way too far yeah. or in the wrong way or in the wrong direction and that could be an occasion for the church to maybe offer these clarifications or these kind of mm-hmm. um yeah you know, just just to just to bri- provide that clarity
0: mm-hmm. yeah let's <clears throat> say for example, you know this dogma wasn't promulgated is mm-hmm. that the right word till nineteen fifty. No, you're a Catholic before 1950, Mm -hmm. you know, and you're a card-carrying member of the Catholic faith. You got
1: got your little baptismal certificate. That's right. (laughs) And
0: uh, the Pope declares this dogma, and you're not really sure of it. What does that Mm -hmm. mean for, like, does a Catholic have to assent and believe to this dogma of the the assumption?
2: That's that's the right way of putting it. Um, So uh, articles of dogma, uh, we are, the faithful are required to assent. Um, that this is. Um, does that mean you can't struggle with it? No. no. Does that mean you can't uh, question it or explore it more to, to try and understand it better? No. Does it like, um, yeah. Uh, you're encouraged to. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: And, and, and you're wrestling with that. That was one of the, the things. Um, we've talked about the infallibility teachings of the Pope. Uh, one of the first episodes that we ever did back at like three, four years ago, three yeah. years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but so go back and watch that if you want to talk about the infallibility of when a Pope, the Pope doesn't do that kind of a thing. Hardly ever. Yeah. Um, and so there are very few specific times in the history of the church where the ch- the Pope has actually gotten up and spoken infallibly yeah. about a specific dogma of the church or something. This was one of those times. Yeah. It was in 1950 where Pope Pius uh, got up and, and did that. He spoke infallibly. And so because of that, um, the, the teaching is infallibly defined by Pope Pius XII on November 1st of 1950. Um and this is he, uh, so. Pope Pius the Twelfth explained that this is divinely revealed dogma, mm-hmm. and so now again, you're allowed to question and struggle, and but to understand that this is what the magisterium, the Church, this is what God revealed to us. Like, what does the Church have to benefit from this? Nothing. Nothing. Right? Nope. Like, there's no. There's no. <laughs> Like they can sell the assumption of Mary, <laughs> Church bracelets. I don't know. Like like what like <laughs> you know we changed the name. It's not a big deal. So the church doesn't really benefit from this at all, other than trying to clarify and 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 bring truth to very specific circumstances. Mm-hmm. Uh, what it could show is it could show that um, Mary has a very important role to play in showing that right. But I don't think. Again, we've talked about this many times. But like. You can never love Mary more than Jesus loved his mom, mm-hmm. um, right? And and doing so, so venerating Mary, different than worshiping Mary. And and anybody who venerates Mary, I'm going to say, is always going to find themselves eventually talking to Jesus again. Mm-hmm. Because Mary, you can only, Mary, Mary's the glass prism. She's, she's, mm-hmm. she's the moon that reflects the sunlight. Like, there is not talking directly to her as much as through her to her son, you know? No. And so she, the grace that you're looking
0: for is always coming right from God. So my last question here, as we're gonna wrap up here a little bit, is uh, like what what implications for us in our lives? Like how does it change us as Catholics or how does it change mm-hmm. us as people who love the Lord uh, that, that Mary was assumed into heaven? Like what um, implications does it have for us?
2: Okay, so like jumping back to the Eastern, and I, I wanna say Eastern church, but this was the case for, the whole church up until a certain point in history. Uh, the, uh, the, the main way they referred to Mary is as the theotokos, the bearer of Christ, right. um, and you know in Mary's sense that was that was a very literal sense she bore um, Christ, um, but you know in a figurative sense or in the way that we're all called to you know emulate Mary's attitude, you know um, uh, echo yes. Mary's yes, that we are to be bearers of Christ, mm-hmm. that we are to be, that um, you know uh, the, the reward for Enoch, For for walking with God, for um, was 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 being called called to heaven. Um, Elijah, after you know uh, a faithful life, was called to heaven. Mary, by giving her yes to God, was called to heaven. That you know all of us are called to be mini Theotokoses. If you know my plural Greek is uh, (laughs) is good there. Theotokai. Uh, Theotokum. Yeah. Is is that you know um, this is something we should try to emulate. That you know. uh Mary's virtue should be our virtue, and you know we should do that with the hope of of um heaven
1: yeah, and right. that, yeah that's that's the end goal, and Mary proves that through the assumption yeah. <laughs> our yes heaven
0: <laughs> yeah. right she's like her yes heaven heaven, heaven. <laughs> right i mean that's that, I like that's you yeah, yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Uh, well, thanks for the uh, discussion today that we've had uh, on Mary and the assumption, I, you know, and uh, like I said, um, it's something that I, I, I didn't, you know, it's something that I just accepted. Of course. Yeah, yeah like Mary, God assumes Mary into heaven. Okay. Like I makes, uh, sense, he loves his makes mom. sense, he loves his mom.
1: <laughs> if if I was gonna do it, if I was God, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> you
0: know what I mean? So but but there's much more to it and there is biblical precedence mm-hmm. to it. Uh, there is a tradition of the church, of of the early Christians, Christians throughout history who have believed in it. Uh, it, it it it's taken a while for the church to proclaim it as a, mm-hmm. as a dogma, like you know, 1950. Uh, but that doesn't mean that it's new, that it's come out of nowhere, and we're just trying to put Mary on this other pedestal. And yeah. I like Josh, what you said today about you know when the church started to focus around you know when these apparitions of Mary started started to really take popularity, and yeah. we started had to uh, the church had to define some things about Mary. Then it started to take a closer look at at her life and see what else that it can declare. And so for us, you know, at the end of the day, Matt, what you said is this is a model for us. This is a model Mm -hmm. for us that uh, we are to be people who, you know, our yes transforms into uh, love for God. And that's our hope. Our hope is to be (laughs) in heaven with all the saints, and especially Mary, who bore God and was assumed Mm -hmm. into heaven. Uh, that's all the time we got if someone has uh, any questions about the assumption or anything else uh, about uh, Mary as we uh, have shared a number of episodes on Mary during this month <laughs> of May you can send us uh, an email at catholicbuzz.com or leave a comment on our Facebook or Instagram pages that's all the time we got so for Josh Sullivan and Matt Van Milligan my name is Father Danielli. we'll see you next time on the Catholic Buzz